Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you for taking a few moments to take a look at the book with us. The book we're going to be looking at is the book of Daniel. Daniel's prophecy is practical, it is prophetic, and it is a must-study if you want to know exactly what God is going to be doing in the future. The Daniel Papers is a five-part audio series that is a complete look at the book of Daniel. Now, the book of Daniel does not unfold numerically. Let me just tell you this. If you're going to read through Daniel, you have to read it this way, and I'll tell you the chapters in their order. Chapters 1, 2, 3, 4, 7, and 8, then back to chapters 5 and 6, and then 9, 10, 11, and 12. In the past, we have listened to the first in this five-part series. Today, we want to take a look in the second message in this five-hour audio series that takes a look at the entire book of Daniel. This one entitled, Times of the Gentiles. We'll listen to this study, and then I'll be back to tell you how you can get your complete copy of the Daniel Papers, a study of the book of Daniel. Right now, here's the study. Have you got chapter 2 open? Look here in chapter 2. Verse 18 talks about that they would desire mercies of God and of heaven concerning this secret that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. That's the reason for prayer. Then verse 19, then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Now, thinking about that, go back to chapter 1 just for a second in verse 17. Remember when they were doing their training, we talked about how they were ten times better than any of the other wise men in the court of Nebuchadnezzar. Look at verse 17 in chapter 1. As for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. This is not Daniel with some special capability that he has, but what God has given him. And now in a time of need, needing to know the dream and the interpretation... God who had given him previously that, the understanding and visions and dreams now reveals the secret of Nebuchadnezzar's dream. So he goes into him, and we come up with the dream. Verse 31, thou, O king, sawest, and behold, a great image. This great image, whose brightness was excellent, stood before thee, and the form thereof was terrible or awesome. This image's head was of fine gold, his breast and his arms of silver, and his belly and his thighs of brass, and his legs of iron, and his feet part of iron and part of clay. And thou sawest told that a stone was cut out without hands, which smote the image upon his feet that were of iron and clay, and brake them in pieces. Then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, and the gold broken in pieces together, became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors." And the wind carried them away, that no place was found for them. And the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. Now there was the dream, and it's revealed to Daniel, thus given to Nebuchadnezzar. Now Nebuchadnezzar satisfied that indeed Daniel can tell him the dream. He's going to be open to understand the interpretation of it. By the way, what is so neat about apocalyptic literature, as I mentioned yesterday, is if you'll keep reading apocalyptic literature, you'll see the interpretation of what you're talking about. Just as Daniel revealed to Nebuchadnezzar the interpretation of the dream, we are able, because Daniel recorded that interpretation, to understand what it was. Let's look ahead and see what the interpretation was. Verse 36. This is the dream. And we will tell the interpretation thereof before the king. Thou, O king, are a 
king of kings. For the God of heaven hath given thee a kingdom. By the way, here Daniel is saying it. Remember what the, the key phrase in Daniel is? The most high God. Verse 17, chapter 4, who putteth in position who he wills and takes out of position. And here Nebuchadnezzar is told at the very outset, God in heaven has given you this position, this power, this kingdom, this strength, and this glory. Verse 38, and whosoever the children of the men, and wheresoever the children of men dwell, the beast of the field and the fowls of the heaven hath he given unto thine hand, and hath made thee ruler over them all. Thou art this head of gold. So what he is now starting to do is interpret the head of gold, the chest of silver and the arms of silver, the belly of brass, the legs of iron, and the feet, or toes, ten of them, of iron and clay. He says, Nebuchadnezzar, thou art the head of gold. And what he is starting to lay out for Nebuchadnezzar is a timeline looking into the future for the Gentile world powers. Now remember, I told you the times of the Gentiles began with the Babylonian captivity of the Jewish people. Times of the Gentiles would mean that the Gentiles had control over the Jews and over the city of Jerusalem. And that is how it has been, how it will be, to the second coming of Jesus Christ after the seven-year period, after the rapture of the church. And so he is saying the Babylonian captivity is the head of gold. Look back with me in the scriptures, verse 39. And after thee shall arise another kingdom inferior to thee, uh, meaning because we know, and we'll look in chapter 8, he is going to name that kingdom by the way, all except the fourth kingdom will be named by God himself. We don't have to guess what these kingdoms are. They're going to be named in the scripture. And of course, by its description, we can determine and we know by history in retrospect now that the fourth kingdom coming to power was the Roman Empire and greater and more awesome than all the rest. So he said there'll be one that's inferior and in what he's talking about there. He knows that the next kingdom is going to the Medo-Persian Empire. The chest of silver and the arms of silver, two arms, two parts. Always when you have two heads, it's going to be inferior to the one who is in leadership. And that's what he's talking about. Inferior to thee. And then verse 39 again, the last part. And another third kingdom of brass, which shall bear rule over all the earth and the whole world, Esther tells us, was controlled by... Uh, the leadership at that point in time. Verse 40, And the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron, for as much as iron breaketh in pieces and subdueth all things, as iron that breaketh all of these shall it break in pieces and bruise it. So the entire kingdoms of the world will be destroyed by the iron. Iron can destroy gold and silver and brass. It's the strongest of the metals. It can destroy all of those. Verse 41, and whereas thou sawest the feet and toes part of potter's clay and part of iron, the kingdom shall be divided, meaning that fourth kingdom shall have two divisions. Well, look at that, because two legs of iron and then ten divisions or ten units of some type in a confederation. As we continue and go to Daniel's next vision, we'll look at that. Uh, last part of verse 41, but there shall be in it the strength of the iron, 
For as much as thou sawest the iron mixed with miry clay, and as the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, that shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. In other words, this will be a loose confederation of ten units forming the revival of this fourth kingdom sometime in history. Verse 44, and in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall be, it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms and it shall stand forevermore. For as much as thou sawest that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, this is talking about the stone who would be Jesus Christ and his kingdom. And they break in pieces the iron, the brass, the clay, the silver, and the gold. The great God hath made known to the kings what shall come to pass hereafter. And the dream is certain and the interpretation thereof is certain. And so Daniel now gives, looking down the corridors of time, the times of the Gentiles and chronologically how they will unfold. The head of gold we know is the Babylonian Empire. The next kingdom would be silver, uh, the chest and arms, that would Medo-Persian Empire. I'll prove that from chapter 8 in a moment. Then the belly of brass would be the Grecian Empire. The legs of iron would be the Roman Empire. And then the feet, the toes, ten of them of iron and clay, a empire, part of the fourth empire that would come into existence later in history. That mountain coming out of the heavenlies would be Jesus Christ to set up his kingdom destroying all of the other, the culmination of the Gentile world powers being destroyed here at the end of the seven-year tribulation period when Jesus Christ comes back. This is the mountain, the stone that develops into a mountain which is symbolic of a kingdom, uh, even in the Near East and the Far East and the Middle East. It's a symbolic of a kingdom, and that's when Jesus Christ comes to establish his thousand-year millennial kingdom. So that's what Daniel is receiving uh, from God as the dream and the interpretation thereof. That sets the scope for the calendar of the Gentile world. We'll look tomorrow at the calendar of the Jewish world and from chapter 9, but this is setting the scope for the calendar of the Gentile world. Confirmation, by the way, Daniel was about 20 years of age when he gave that interpretation, and he had that opportunity. He went out at 15, studied for three years the Chaldean language and culture and all of their knowledge, and probably 19 or 20 years of age, he gives this interpretation to Nebuchadnezzar. Thank you for joining us for these few moments of study of the book of Daniel. The Daniel Papers is the title to a five-hour audio series that takes an entire look of the book of Daniel, a must-study in your study of prophecy. If you would like to have your own copy of this five-hour series on CD, why don't you call our toll-free number? It's 877-674-3298. Now, that's toll-free from across America, and some of our people will be standing by to take your order for your copy of the Daniel Papers, the five-hour audio series on CD of the entire study of the book of Daniel. 
Once again, that number to call, 8-Prophecy-8. Now, that's the way I remember it. That's the short little memory trick. But here is the actual number, 877-674-3298. Remember, that's a toll-free number from across America. We would love to hear from you so we can tell you how to get your copy of the Daniel Papers. I'm Jimmy DeYoung, and I want to remind you that Jesus Christ could come today. Therefore, we'd better be looking up until...